What's up, family? This is your boy D. Gray back again. I'm back again. It's been a while. I haven't done a podcast in a while, an audio podcast anyway. Um, But today I thought I'd get on because something was in my spirit today. So uh, for those of you who, who listen, hey, Welcome, welcome back, and thank you for listening. Um, I endeavor to do more. I always endeavor to do more, but I, I, I get caught up and I get lazy, and, and and I know I shouldn't, but I do. But anyway, whenever the spirit hits me and I'm feeling like doing it, that's what I'll do. But today I want to talk about that word love. I want to talk about how we as believers, uh, or as my boy calls it, uh, commandment followers. Um, how we sometimes misuse the, the word love in, in reference to our relationship with God. Because I, one of the podcasts I had done sometime last year in March, they, they had talked about their personal relationship with God and, you know, people bandy about with the word love and God's love and what love is and of course, we know that a lot of Christians will misrepresent what God means by love when he's talking about love. He does talk about the, the lovey-dovey, huggy-poo love. But if we're really talking about worshiping the Most High God in the way that he wants, the love he's talking about is following his law, statutes, and commandments. God doesn't need your adoration just out of your heart, just because you like him or love him in your own earthly way. The way that you show love to the most high God is to follow his law, statutes and commandments. And I think that what happens is we've been taught by some of these preachers out here that just love somebody means to do any good thing for them. In my other podcasts, I talk about this as well. You know, just doing good things for people doesn't make it a loving gesture in the Bible. That's not going to get you salvation, just doing nice things. Because even even atheists do nice things for people. Even some, you know, relatively speaking, uh, other people that, that, are, that we know are, are built for destruction do things nice for people, personally for people, and whatever they think is a nice thing to do. Like I said in my other podcast, Doing good things is relative. It's all relative. And it's all subject to opinion. So we just have to make sure that we understand if we're going to talk about the Bible and, and love in the Bible, we have to understand what that means. We do understand that we have to be respectful and nice to people. That's a, that's a, that's a form of love in the Bible, of course. But when we're talking about any relationship that we have with the Most High God, and what love means to him as our God, and what it means to Christ as our King and Messiah, we have to understand that a lot of that love, most of it meant following these laws, statutes, and commandments. And I'm going to prove it in scripture. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with, um, I'll just pick one and we'll expound on it. We're going to start with Matthew chapter 22, in verses, verses 36 to 40. Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 to 40. So Jesus himself, he's talking to someone, uh, a lawyer, it says, 
and they're talking about some things uh, when he was gathered together with some Pharisees uh, and some Sadducees. So some lawyer asked Jesus this, this pertinent question, verse 36, he says, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Now understand, if the law was going to be done away with, then why is this, this lawyer asking Jesus about the law? People say that the law went away when he, when he was sacrificed or when he died on the cross. But Jesus doesn't say that. So in, in verse 36, it says, Master, the lawyer asks the Most High, excuse me, asks the Messiah, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? 37, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love thy Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. So that's what Jesus said. You will love the Lord with all your heart and soul and your mind. He said, this is the first great commandment. Now that's important to understand. Jesus said that to love the Lord with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind, right? And he said, this is the first great commandment. So we got to understand that we, we, we have to know how God, how do you love a God? You got to understand that. How do you love a God? Jesus is saying to love the Father with all your heart, soul, and with thy mind. So how does that, how does that translate into love to him, to, the, to God? You can't hug him. You can't kiss him. There isn't much you can do for him, but, but pay him lip service, right? It's, which is what most Christians do. So when Jesus said that, how do you love the most high God of the scriptures? And this being the first great commandment. So let's go to, let me find the right one. I think it's in 1 John. Yeah. Go to 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 through 3. 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 through 3. This is how you love the God of the scriptures. This is the first great commandment that that the Messiah Christ said to the lawyer. This is how this is this is in the law. This is a commandment. This is how you love God. First John chapter five, verses one through three. Whosoever that Jesus, excuse me, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God and everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God, when we love God and keep his commandments. Verse three, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous or difficult. So that's the love of God. That's how you say you love God. You do something. You keep his commandments. So what are we talking about? The Ten Commandments, which also encompass all the other 612 other commandments. That's how you know the love of God. That's how you love an all-knowing being. 
you do things for him. Not just say things, not just doing things that are nice. There are, there are specific commandments out there that he's taught us, that he's given us, the oracles he's given us to show us how to love him exactly. That's just like telling your wife or your kids, this is how you show you love me by doing these certain things. Not just telling me you love me, but in your actions. That's what Jesus is talking about in Matthew 22. That's how you show your love for God. You you do these things and it's and these are the it's a commandment to love God with all your heart and all your soul. That's the first great commandment. The second of course is to love your neighbor as you would love, you know, yourself, right? Love that you should love your neighbor as you love yourself. And if you're following these commandments, that's how you apply that. On these two, back to 22 and 40, Matthew chapter 22 and verse 40, on these two commandments, hang all the law and the prophets. So we're, he's hearkening back to the Old Testament. He's not come to do away with the, with, the, with the law. He says that. He doesn't say that he came to destroy the law, but, but to fulfill them, to fulfill the laws and the, the law, statutes, and commandments that the prophets told us about, the oracles that he gave us. And to love God in, in verse 37, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy soul and all thy mind. And in, in 1 John chapter 5, verses 1 through 5, by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. That's how you love the God of the Bible. The law is not done away with. God didn't die. Jesus died on the cross, but God didn't die. And Jesus said it out of his own mouth, he didn't come to destroy the law. He came to fulfill the prophecies of his coming and be a sacrifice for things that you would normally be killed for. Because you don't, you don't, there are commandments that we have out of 613 that would not rise to the occasion of being executed. And there were certain things that we had to do, sacrificial things we had to do to appease God, where it, where it entailed blood and sacrifice for certain sins. Not every sin is, is ordered to, to, to be dead. You have to be dead. If you, if you committed that sin, you had to die. Not all of them are like that. There were some, recomp some recompense you had to give. There were some things you had to do, but there were sins that needed sacrifice. Jesus came to get rid of that, where we would have to kill somebody for doing something that was that was garnered that would garner a capital punishment in the eyes of the Lord, right? And there were other things that needed the the, the blood of bulls and goats and whatever and it was. Jesus came and took that away where we don't have to spill blood for, for commandments that you would transgress that, was, that should end in your death, that used to end in your death. The grace that God gave us through his son was that those types of uh, sins that required death would not be automatically killers for you. 
Now you have a grace period. Now you he's giving you time. You're getting a second chance to do it right this time. That's what the grace period is. It doesn't mean you you can continue to sin because Jesus even said, he said that to the woman that caught, got caught out there doing something crazy, depart and sin no more. Depart and sin no more. He didn't say sin until I die, then you can do whatever you want. Sin no more, which is sin is the transgression of the law. We have to understand that. And the way that we show God that we love him is that we keep his commandments so that when Jesus does come back, because they've given us this grace period, he doesn't have to kill us. I gave you a chance. I took away the capital punishment for sins that you should die for and gave you a chance to repent. Jesus was teaching repentance. He wasn't teaching hug everybody and kiss everybody. He wasn't teaching that. He was teaching to his people, get back to where you're supposed to be and following these law, statutes, and commandments. Get back to doing what you're supposed to do. And I will be a sacrifice for the sins that you've already committed. But once I go, you're going to still have some time to get your, your mind right. But when I come back and you haven't changed your behavior, I'm going to destroy a bunch of you. Because I gave you the opportunity. I gave up my life so that you could get better. Not that you can continue to do it. So that you can get better. That's what he died for. And his death should not be in vain. If you're not going to follow these commandments and get right. You're not showing God any love at all. As it pertains to. First John chapter five, one through one through three. If you're not keeping his commandments, you don't love him. And he's not hearing you. He's not hearing you. That's that's the God's honest truth. If you go to John chapter 14, verses 12 through 16, it reads verily, very, verily, verily, I say unto you. He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do. Speaking, this is Jesus speaking about what his father will do. And, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my father. So that, that kind of goes, that's another class for another day, that he's separated himself from, from, from his father. It's not a trinity. All three are one. That, that's goofy. Verse 13. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If 14, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. 15, verse 15, if ye love me, keep my commandments. We've already said, keep my commandments. He's commanding us to repent. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. That's the love. Keeping the commandments. Keeping the commandments. That's what he's talking about. If we back at Matthew chapter 22, 
verses, go down to verse 40. It says, on these two commandments, love thy neighbor as you love yourself, love God with all your heart, with all thy soul and all thy mind. We have to go back to 1 John and says, if you love me, keep my commandments. 38, verse 38 with Matthew 22 says, this is the first great commandment, right? To love God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. Love thy neighbor. Verse 40, and on these two commandments hang all the law, all 613, and the prophets. All the prophets that brought the oracles of God to us and the prophecies of Christ. That's what that means. You want to show that you love God? If you want God to be happy with you, you got to follow these commandments. That's how you show God love. Anything less is just lip service and he's not hearing you. So that was on my spirit today. I, I, thought, about, I thought I'd bring that out today um, for my podcast that I haven't done for almost a year. But hey, I'm back and, I, and I'll be dropping these gems out of the scriptures. Yeah, you know, when the spirit hits me, when I feel like um, it's going to be... Uh, beneficial. I have some other venues out there. My YouTube page, uh, if you search for Original Man Concepts on YouTube, and, uh, and also I, I do a little group thing with uh, the Servants of Yahweh uh, group of that we got together to put out classes and whatnot. Pay attention to that. So that's where we're at. Hey, I love you guys. Uh, get your minds right. Understand that grace is just like a grace period at the bank. When that payment comes due, you better be ready. You better be able to pay it. Grace doesn't mean you don't have to pay it back. It means you you have some time to get it right. That's what that means. So I hope that we're all moving in the same direction. And I love you guys. And I hope you enjoy your weekend. Happy Sabbath. New Moon uh, finishes tonight. Hopefully everybody's done what they were supposed to do. So, hey, love you guys. And we'll talk later. One.